Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Tuesday, April 12th, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, full, which simply means to endure. Full. Hope everyone's enjoying their Tuesday or will enjoy their Tuesday. Uh, weather here in North Carolina, warm, 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 getting up into the 80s. Spring is here, spring is here. And of course, as we all know, with spring comes those risk of severe thunderstorms. Uh, really not expected to get any here in North Carolina thus far. Uh, actually, it's mainly, once again, in that southeast, further down south uh, to the mid-south. Arkansas got their... Uh, little taste last night. Uh, wow. Uh, like always, it is a spring in the south, so it's to be expected. Unstable air mass. But yeah, temperatures have been in the 80s. Beautiful days. Beautiful days. Aside from the pollen, of course. Man. Uh, every year, and, and I've never had a problem with pollen, but within the last few years, maybe three or four years, I find myself sneezing a lot. Never in my life have I had a problem with pollen, but it seems like every year the sneezing comes into play. And that's what's that's what I'm enduring right now. It, it just is. It just is. Uh, COVID cases are back on the rise, especially in the northeastern part of the United States. Uh, Washington, D.C. And that may be uh, because of uh, what they're saying may have been a super spreader last week during the celebration of the new Supreme Court justice approval. That BA.2 subvariant of the Omicron is the, cul- is the culprit. And in Philadelphia, they've gone as far as uh, to go back to mask mandates. I believe they said they're going to start next week in uh, schools and other public places. Just, this comes on the heels of uh, Durham here locally uh, went to optional yesterday. Mask. So mask mandates are being dropped and we are seeing uh, an uptick in COVID cases. But what they're saying is uh, even though there are, looks like it, it, some numbers are going up of people actually getting this subvariant, but they're saying hospital rates are still down, um, deaths are down, but they are, in, are seeing an increase also in uh, people getting tested. And of course, the positivity rates are up. Uh, clearly lets you know you're not. We're not done with COVID yet, or COVID's not done with us. <laughs> uh, it, it just is. It appears. You know, though, like uh, I said, those uh, that in Philadelphia, they're saying the numbers are, are so uh, rate rising so much so they have to go back to those mass mandates. So here we go with that again. And of course, we know that there's been a. a also, uh, on airlines, they're quite possibly thinking of uh, relaxing mask mandates. So you have people uh, or certain uh, places in the country, certain industries also, that are relaxing the mask mandates. And then you have some places that are going back to the mask mandates because of this uh, subvariant of Omicron. Uh, I, I, I honestly believe it's just like they always said, we're just going to have to learn to live with it. Uh, similar to the common cold. And we are indeed going to have to get those booster shots again. And uh, 
it's going to be just like with the flu vaccine. We're going to have to yearly get COVID vaccines now, it looks like. It is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. We just have to learn to live through it. Yeah, numbers are going back up. I'm not going to say that, you know, we should all go back to the face mask mandates. Uh, A little bit of common sense and self-preservation comes to mind for me. Take care of yourself. Think. Uh, This isn't, or just like before, this isn't the time to say I'm invincible. Nothing's going to happen to me because by now, I'm sure we all know it could happen to any of us. It just can. And and back to that DC, uh, because (laughs) what happened last week was, of course, the historical nomination and and approval or or approval of uh, the Supreme Court Justice uh, Jackson going to the bench first uh, black woman to ever be placed on the Supreme Court. And of course, we all know there was a celebration. The celebration happened outside. And of course, people were walking around with no face mask on. And several members of Congress and several members of the Biden administration have tested positive for COVID. So a lot of people are saying, well, why were they there with no mask on? Well, they were outside. And and we know what the CDC says about being outside. Uh, You can relax or you may not relax your mask. But if there's a lot of people around, the last thing I heard, they were saying, if you're outside... And there's a lot of people around still take precaution and wear your mask. So people felt comfortable. They took their mask off. Um, I've done the same thing. Like I told you uh, several weeks ago, I went to a food truck rodeo. And for a certain part of the time, I had my mask off. Then I realized I had my mask off. I said, oh, shoot, my mask. So I put it back on. Uh, It's very easy to get comfortable. After two years of of wearing a mask and uh, going through the quarantine, seeing the numbers rise and, and the deaths, when you finally feel as though you're at a point where you can take that thing off, you take it off. You just do. But yeah, they're saying quite possibly that could have been a super spreader event. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Um, I don't think it's, it's, it's something that you should start pointing fingers at or trying to call people to the carpet. Uh, we've weathered the storm. Like I said, face mandates have been uh, lifted. It's for a lot of places, it's optional to flat out. You don't have to wear face mask. And uh, hey, like I said, people feel comfortable doing it now. They just do. They just do. Man. Uh, yeah, they're calling that a super spreader. I, I, like I said, I don't know that much about that. I don't think so, really. Could have been. Could have been. Maybe it is. And of course, you know, Philadelphia flat out came out and said, hey, everybody put your mask back on. Out in public. Their numbers are going up so bad. Like I said, hospitalization rates are still down. But they're seeing an increase in positive numbers. So that's the reason for the face mask being placed back on. Man, uh, certainly not done with us. COVID is not done with us, not by a long shot. Uh, It's going to be one of those things where we're just going to have to live through and persevere. It just is. You know, the CDC came out sometime uh, last month or a month or so ago and said they want to hopefully get it the numbers to a point where we it would be like a another upper respiratory infection, common cold, flu, whatever, what have you, where it would be something that we, we'll just have to uh, live through, persevere, push forward. It just is. It just is. Uh, maybe we have COVID somewhat under control. We can claim it or 
put it in that category of being just an, a regular old upper respiratory infection. Maybe. But like always, time will tell. Time will tell. Time will tell. It just will. All right, let's move along here also. Uh, wow, there's some more lighter news, if I can say that. If it's Maybe it's lighter for some. I just found the article uh, very interesting. Looks like uh, beachgoers here in North Carolina, along those outer banks, from uh, Corolla to uh, Shackleford Inlet or Outlet, or however you term that. We all know North Carolina, uh, that outer banks region, is known for its wild horses, the wild stallions, just roam around free. Yeah, they roam around. I guess you would, uh, I would equate it to like uh, we see pigeons <laughs> when we go outside. We see birds. That's what you see if you're along those outer banks. You see those wild horses. Certainly a, a hot spot for tourism. Uh, I've never been. I always want to go. I, I really do. And I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. But it looks like the beachgoers are being warned of stallion wars. It appears these horses are uh, in an in a, a out, downright outright battle. It happens. Uh, that's animals and that's just what they do. It's uh, mainly because of what they're terming herd dominance by the males. Apparently, uh, you could be out on the beach or walking along and what they t- uh, said was your kids or your dogs to get caught up in it. <laughs> seeing these, I, I, I would love to see that. I just would. But uh, they're saying, yeah, they're saying that, that, that this is nothing new. This is what happens. Um, the confrontation sometimes or most often than not, they're deadly. All this is, is, is this is just what animals do. And, and it's herd dominance by the males. The, the, the show they're the strongest and most dominant. So they have... Uh, they, whoever wins or whatever, they have a group. They go with the, the mares. They all stick together. And if you lose, you're back to with the bachelors just roaming around doing nothing. I guess the females see you as a loser. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, boy, you gotta love Mother Nature. Some things in Mother Nature, try, try, try as you may, you can't thwart, you can't change. And it appears to be that is what is happening here. So yeah, if you're on those outer banks, be on the lookout for these stallion wars. <laughs> Boy, horses are right. I, I, I would say it's a human attribute, but it appears it's a animal attribute too for male dominance. Uh, I guess uh, certain males have to feel they are in charge. They are strong. <laughs> I'm sure there are some out there that would say, ah, oh, here we go with that male and female nonsense. But this just appears to be what nature does. Mother nature. Hey, it is what it is. So be careful. Be careful. Still going to get to those outer banks. I would love to see those wild horses. I just would. I just would. Alright. Let's go get it. Wow. Uh, looks like um, there has been a, a, a survey conducted by uh, one of the, of course, you know, one of those survey groups that was uh, also backed by a local news outlet here, and they have released their findings as it relates to how uh, North Carolinians and the nation also, how they view the Biden administration, the governor of North Carolina, and a certain senator or certain senators here in North Carolina, they're, they've rated their job performance. Yeah, or so, it's not looking too good. 
looks like North Carolinians are, are saying, hey, wait a minute, hold up. You guys are doing, you're not doing what you're supposed to. Because uh, out of 2,000 registered North Carolinian voters, the survey concluded that um, many people, how they really felt about the politicians, like I said, and what they're doing. As for President Biden, uh, they found 42% strongly approve or somewhat approve of President Biden, of what President Biden is doing. And 55% strongly disapprove or somewhat disapprove of what President Biden is doing, how that administration is doing. And 3% are not sure. Now, also, uh, another thing that came out of that, which is uh, most eye-opening, most eye-opening, eye-opening, uh, as for those, they, they say 18% or one out of five of Democrats in the party don't approve of what the president is doing. So it, it appears some within his uh, own party are saying, uh, you're not doing what you're supposed to be. You're, you're, you're lousing things up. Uh, one out of five, you may be saying, well, that's not, I mean, that's quite a bit. And, and that could shift things drastically here in North Carolina. As you know, North Carolina is indeed a battleground state. So much so, President Trump was just here this weekend or, or some later, latter part of last week. I'm sorry, he was here this weekend. Held a rally in self. Had several North Carolinian Republican uh, senators there in attendance. And the Lieutenant Governor, Mark Robinson, was there also. North Carolina is a battleground state. So if you're if you're in North Carolina and you're looking at this survey and you're seeing as it relates to President Biden and his administration, 55 percent strongly disapprove as opposed as opposed to 42 percent that strongly approve or somewhat approve of what he's doing. And three percent are sure. And you got 18 percent of those in the Democratic Party that are saying they don't approve flat out what he is doing. That's some um, eye opening numbers that need to be addressed if you want to be re-elected. I don't think you want to blow past North Carolina. It is a battleground state. It just is. Now we can move on to uh, Governor Cooper. Uh, he quite possibly could have the most favorable of, of all, all of these uh, elected politicians because what they found was 53% approved strongly or somewhat approved of what he's doing, the job he's doing. 37% strongly or somewhat disapproved and 10% are not sure. So he has the most favorable of, of, of these, uh, these, these so far. It, it looks good for him. Maybe not so much for Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, because I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, who is a Republican, has announced that he wants to run for governor also. And if you remember uh, several months ago, uh, there was a push for Governor Cooper to uh, run for the Senate, and he flat out said, no, he's going to stay and stick to his guns, and he's going to run for the governor of North Carolina again. Can't see putting the state of North Carolina in the hands, I guess, pretty much of someone like Lieutenant Governor Mark Robson. Hmm. He has the most, uh, Lieutenant, uh, excuse me, Governor Cooper has uh, some pretty favorable numbers. 53%. That ain't shabby. That ain't nothing to turn your head. Hey, just isn't. Now, as far as the senator goes, it looks like U.S. Uh, Representative Tom Tillis, a Republican, 38% approve or somewhat approve of his job performance. 
with 42% strongly or somewhat disapproving, and 20% are not sure. Wow, those numbers, those numbers are, are, are eye-opening. They just are. As, and as far as uh, if I could just guesstimate or, or put something out there as it relates to President Biden and his uh, 42% strongly approving, 55% strongly disapproving, uh, his problem is inflation. Numbers have just been released uh, within the past day or so. They're saying in 12 months, inflation has risen to 8.5% historically. It's a historical high. That's his fight. That's his problem. That's why his numbers aren't looking too favorable. Along with, uh, you know, uh, inflation that includes, encompasses, of course, the gas prices, uh, food, uh, just everything across the board that you can imagine from gas to food to soap to shampoo, toothpaste, the baby formula shortage, uh, Everybody's looking at that and they're scratching their heads and looking side eye at the good president saying, hey, man, what, what the world is going on here? And you, you have, like I said, hey, that 8.5% height and in inflation, it hits many Americans, whether you're Democrat or Republican, it's hitting many Americans in their wallets and purses pretty hard. Think about it. Um, now the gas prices are going are coming down, and many are saying that's good, but still not enough. So that appears to be what uh, President Biden is up against. And we have primaries that are coming also, that are coming up. That primary here in North Carolina for Senate seats, uh, Tom Tillis. And his numbers aren't looking so good. And we also have primary a primary primary here locally with uh, the city council, I believe, and also the school board. So these numbers are eye-opening or should be eye-opening to these politicians that are running for election or re-election. You guys got a lot of work on your hand. And the last thing the American citizens want to hear, and more specifically here in North Carolina, is to hear that we have elected you into a position in which you are supposed to do a job and you get there and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing or you realize because you didn't think that far ahead that you can't you cannot hold up to that promise because locally that what that's what has happened here locally with uh the newly elected Durham mayor. She gave an interview yesterday as it relates to the gun violence. Man, the gun violence here in Durham, man. It, <laughs> I know you're going to say this happens everywhere, uh, but man, the gun violence here. So uh, this just within the past four to five days, when well, we haven't even made it, three days has been, it's a problem. It's a huge problem. She did an interview in which she said she pretty much, she's been quoted as saying, hey, I may have underestimated the problem and I need help. No shame in that, asking for help from the citizens. But a lot, like I always say, these politicians, they stand on this soapbox with all this grandeur and grandstanding and wonderful wording and 
appears she's gotten there. She realizes, hey, wait a minute, hold up. I may have bitten off more than I can chew. So she's asking for the community help. She says she's going into the community and she's talked to the younger generation and she finds that it is a problem with jobs and nowhere to stay. Homelessness. Politicians. I think a lot of times, and let's get back to this this, this survey because like I said, that these numbers are eye-opening. You know, with these primaries coming up, a lot of American citizens now are saying, or North Carolinians uh, are saying, wait a minute, yeah, we got to make sure we got we get you in there. If we get you in there, you can do the job because we have a huge problem across the board, not just with the violence, but just living day to day. Inflation is up. Gas prices up. Food prices are up. Any and everything you could think of as it relates to you uh, living day to day and commerce is up, skyrocketing. So they want to, people now want to make sure when you get there, you can do something about it and not just sit there and further the problem, which I think a lot of people are realizing with the president, not so much with the governor, but the senators, senators and the president. A lot of people are realizing, wait a minute, these guys are full of it. They just are. Now, uh, side note also, Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, like I, I said earlier, he's he wants to run for uh, governor of North Carolina, and it appears his numbers are up. His approval rating is up, and they're linking that back to the uh, statement he released sometime last month about him and his wife having an abortion years ago and the decision they made. Um, I believe he said that, that, you know, it was the decision that he made and he, him and his wife made and, and they hate they made that decision. But at the time, it was a decision that needed to be made. Now, we all know Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson has had huge problems with those of the LGBTQ community as it relates to these uh, questionable reading materials that are, uh, he's, what as he terms, that are being forced on our kids in school. But it seems he's made some leeway or found some common ground with some other folks out here, aside from those members of the LGBTQ community that have flat out said they're not endorsing anything he says or whatever. So he's making some leeway also. Certainly is a, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Certainly is um, an eye-opening times, not just nationally, but locally, or politicians. I think the style or way of doing business uh, politics has gotten a lot of citizens to look at who they elect and what they do when they get in office. And it appears that, like I said, a lot of North Carolinians are saying now, uh, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican or what have you, you ain't doing the job. You got to go because uh, Tom Tillis, he could be, in a, he could po- quite possibly lose that Senate seat, and President Biden just might lose that presidential slot also with these numbers. If he doesn't get a hold of this inflation, stop sticking his nose in other people's business. Yeah, I said that. Uh, <laughs> they're still sending uh, weaponry. What weaponry or whatever to Ukraine, and that's gotten a lot of people upset, also. Quite a bit. They're questioning or they're saying, why is he sending all these weapons overseas 
right now when we have a major crisis here within the United States with inflation. There has been several reports and several findings and several questions asked about that also. Well, maybe this is just a stockpile of weapons the U.S. had and they decided to be generous and help Ukraine out. Hmm. A lot of people are saying no, 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 no. No. Just no. Um, like I said, these numbers for these politicians, you guys got a fight on your hands locally and nationally just do like I said North Carolina is a battleground state and with Donald Trump (laughs) popping up this weekend holding that rally having all of those uh, or those senators or representatives that he endorses and some of those senators and representatives are quite controversial I should say I can say that a lot of them uh (laughs) They've already stirred the pot. <laughs> and he's backing quite a few of them. He's backing a couple of them. Hey, that's true. That's his political style. Just is. So we'll, we'll see if these numbers mirror the results around uh, at election time. I think they just may. Uh, let's be honest with each other here. A lot of people lot of people, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Democrat, Republican, male, female, uh, heterosexual, homosexual, whatever group or, or, or what have you, you want to categorize people in. Bottom line, a lot of them are looking like, no, these guys aren't it. They don't care what party you belong to. They don't care about your gender. They don't care about what you like or don't like. You're in a position to make change and you're not doing it at all. Seems like a lot of them are just there taking up space. Well, they have been. They just have been. And, and, and I've always said, as it relates to those in the House and the Senate, there needs to be term limits. There's no reason for you guys to be sitting in there upteen 20 years and we find ourselves in the state or, or maybe even uh, with local elections, we, sign, we find ourselves in the same spot we are, at, we are at when you guys were elected and you made all of those campaign promises. A lot of people are looking like, no, no. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of changes with these primaries and these midterm elections. These midterm elections that are coming up and, and the general election that comes sometime later, I think there's going to be a lot of changes. There's going to be a lot of seats in that House and Senate that are going to switch. A lot of people are going to be out. Because people are fed up with an inflation that is this high. And and, and our uh, political figures are scratching their heads just like we're scratching our heads trying to figure out how to pay for it. They're scratching their heads trying to figure out how to get out from under it and how to explain it to their constituents. Because a lot, I got to be honest with you, a lot of times when I hear the explanation for inflation from these politicians, it sounds just like, you know what, it's worthless. Sounds like nothing. Sounds like you guys are just pulling it out of, you know what, just does, just does. So these elections coming up, yeah, there's going to be some changes. I think some folks um, are, go- are going to say when it comes time to place their vote, that's enough. You need to go. Maybe you do. Maybe we do need some change. We need some fresh ideas. 
need some people that are going to hold on and hold true to their campaign promises, no matter what. So if you have to upset the apple cart, upset that apple cart, flip it over. Inflation at 8.5% historical high. Folks are struggling to put gas in the vehicle, struggling to buy food to feed themselves and their family. Keep the lights on, keep the water on. Folks are struggling at a time when they're saying to themselves, should I really be struggling like this? And they're saying no. They're saying the politicians dropped the ball. Maybe COVID did. Maybe it was COVID that upset the apple cart. Yeah, it was. COVID just, uh, it shook a lot of things up and it exposed a lot of things about our uh, way of doing business. And our politics also. Just did. Just did. Well, I'm going to go on and get out of here. Got to go to work later on. Got to go to work later on. And I, well, hey, what can I say? Time will tell. Time will tell. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. So offer feedback. I would love to hear your voice. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is... Just a thought. Amen.